The Friday Profile. Today's Friday profile is laughing all the way to the bank. She's the 2018 DSTV Viewer's Choice Award Favorite Comedian winner, 2017 Comics Choice Comic of the Year, her Showmax original uh, Tripping with Skumba, uh, she she has on Showmax, as mentioned, and she's also the queen, or should I say the king of Zulu comedy. I'm, of course, talking about Celeste Ntuli, um, in case you... Don't know who I'm talking about by already by now. She, uh, some of her past projects include uh, her being featured in Blitz Patroli, uh, Catching Feelings, as well as the Late Night News with Loi Sogola and the first African Netflix original series, Queen Sono. You're literally Celeste on uh, Showmax and on, on Netflix. That's the best of both worlds. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. I'm, I'm glad. Thank you for giving me those hours. <laughs> 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 I've never watched any, but I was nominated. Oh, uh, uh, you were nominated. I'm like, no, no, let's not take it. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> well, you never know. It could happen. Uh, Celeste, let's, let's just talk about uh, you growing up and just the idea of wanting to go into comedy. How did that all happen? Oh, um, 2005, I was bought, didn't have money. <laughs> <laughs> and, and of course, it, 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 it was surprisingly the most easiest way of making money for me as a kid. I was like, oh, really? Yeah. Are you going to pay me for telling you jokes, really? Yeah. Um, and when I was watching that, uh, Ooh, the line seems to be bad. We're going to play a spot break and then we'll try to get uh, Celeste back on the line. The Friday Profile. Uh, let's see if we can get Celeste and Tuli back on the line. Celeste, can you hear me now clearly? Yes, I can. Sorry, oh. probably load shedding. Uh, I actually, I actually, every time there's load shedding, my phone lines go crazy too. So I think we all, we totally understand. Yes. We blame it on everything these days. Everybody left me load, load shedding. shedding. Exactly. <laughs> you don't, exactly. No, I'm, that's going to be the, definitely, that's what the excuse that everyone's using. So we were talking, um, we were talking before the load shedding affected our conversation. Uh, we were talking yes. about, uh, when you realized that you were funny enough um you know when you realize sorry that you wanted to go into comedy as a career um when i when when i saw some other people doing it when i saw on the dvd and i saw richard Pryor and then i saw a post of the guys that i knew and i was like hmm this thing sounds very interesting but i called them up and it happened that you know when they say what you're looking for is looking for you yeah and, and that's exactly what happened they were like oh yeah, sign that. And he's been looking for you. I'm like, for what? What's this? I'm like, okay. Yeah. And then I was paid. I was like, wow, okay. Yeah. So I stand up, I tell people my stories. They laugh. This is amazing. So Celeste, as a, and, and of course, as a, as a, yeah, as a child, were you the sort of child who was funny or, you know, because sometimes you hear that either people will say, oh, she was always funny as a child or he was always funny as a child or there was such a sad person. It's so funny that they're in comedy. Which um, end of the spectrum were you on? You know, this whole, uh, this whole fear of us being sad and, and being able to make people laugh <laughs> because we are sad. I've got reservations for it. Um, uh, yes, of course, everyone got their issues, but I was uh, being a bit weird, but funny. Mm. I've never had a point where I didn't literally use my pain mm. to laugh things off. Probably it happened automatically, I don't know, but I don't remember. It, it For me, it does not resonate with that. Mm. For me, it has always been, you know, always questioning things and, and wanting to ask why. So mm. I guess I was a white child. Because yeah. um, maybe my why is turning to 
jokes and oppressive the way I ask things or the way I question things. And then, because my mom is like, hey, when I MC, she's an hour. And now that I host and I'm an MC, I'm like, yeah, thank you for giving me the time before. <laughs> I did things, yeah. Now, um, did, so did you start out in, uh, you know, after you decided that you wanted to go into comedy, did you start out as a stand-up comedian or what was your first professional uh, comedic experience? I, I literally started as a stand-up comic. Mm-hmm. Like, I always brag about it and say, because you see when you look at my show on, on Tripping with Kumba and Show Mix, I do say that it's called bad, a blessing and blessing, blessed and paid. Mm. Because literally on my first show that I've ever done comedy, I was paid. Mm. And it was in church, so I was blessed. <laughs> so, <laughs> and so, I always tell all the comics, listen, I've never done a, a show for free. Oh, <laughs> wow. my first five minutes, I was paid. And, which is why I was like, oh my God, really? They can pay you this much, which is standing for 10 minutes and telling people jokes in church. Maybe that's, that's how it felt like. I never, and then I knew afterwards that you. You have to get a five-minute sport, open sport, so people can see you. This, this I did right after uh, I've done my comedy that I was paid for. Now, I imagine because your first uh, um, professional comedic, comedic experience was in church, perhaps you didn't have to deal with people be booing or anything. If there was anything bad, they're probably just clapping. They were like, praise the Lord. Uh, because we've heard a lot of <laughs> comedians, they say their first experience was horrible or that sort of thing. What was the response um, to to your jokes um, in the audience? First, first time. Yes, the first time. It, it, it was weird because, of course, I have never done it. Mm-hmm. Because it was a church, it came with so much, so many rules. I think it was literally a corporate gig, <laughs> but a five hundred rand corporate gig. Yeah. <laughs> so I was told not to talk about everything, but mm-hmm. that is that is um, you know naturally juicy to comedy topics like religion, politics, sex. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, what to talk about then? So I was, and I ended up had an option to talk about myself. Mm. Which which I think worked because that has been the premise of my material to just look at the world from my perspective, from my point of view, mm. and not really creating stuff that is not there. I know that some these days politics gives us ample, you know, material, mm. but I like I like to be that society eyed rather than to just comment as if I'm part of the you know, political science studies people, but I, I, I love how people view life and that, that's my take and that's how I view things on a normal level. That's why um, I believe my comedy resonates with everyone, be it you have money, you don't have money, you're politically connected, you're not. Mm-hmm. I talk about stuff that all of us goes through. Yeah. You know? Sure, I like that. And then now, just with regards to the role of women or the representation of women in comedy in South Africa, uh, what, what are your views around that um, from the perspective of the way you're received to, or with audiences to uh, issues around pay and just the amount of women who are in comedy in South Africa? Um, funny enough, 2019 will be the first year I kind of answer the question differently. Mm. I don't have issues with that, but... I won't lie to say I haven't even... I do feel that... Mm, I, I think if I was a guy, I could have been a bit far from now. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And and I do feel that I've done so much. Mm-hmm. But there is that... I still have uh, the business approaching me on a level of we might need your intellectual property, but we need it with us, not on your own. 
mm. you know, because I realized that when I do my work my own without involving anyone else, it becomes such a hustle to mm. get things done and to get things through and to buy and to sell the content. But the minute I'm with a group of people or there's some managers assisting me with anything, wow, now it works. And I'm like, no, oh, I wonder how and why does it work like that? Mm. I know for a certain level, though, of course, it's a space that is, it's not for men. It's just that men eat it first, mm. you know, but I don't think it's, it's for men. We're saying it's for men because maybe the culture of comedy is at the bar, drinking beers, talking about women, because mm. that's what it used to be. But now, I mean, women have a lot to say. We now go to those bars after hours because we're tired. We drink as much as men because we stay in the same traffic. <laughs> <laughs> with the same load shedding, with the same problems. <laughs> the problems are the same. Yeah. Um, so basically, I, I would say there are no issues, but again, I believe that as you ascend as a woman in any um, beat, any space uh, mm. of business, entertainment or not, there is that level of you have to work four or five times as hard mm. for you to get as recognition, the same as your male counterparts. Mm. You know, there are so many male counterparts of mine that say on stage, oh, I could never get up after Celeste. Mm. Not because I'm bragging about it, but because I know my work. I'm a comedian mm. before uh, gender, of, before I'm a female mm. on stage. I'm a comedian, basically. Mm. I'm a, Oh, okay. We are, uh, we're talking to Celeste and Tuli. Sorry, the line keeps on, uh, going a bit funny, but we're going to call her back. Having a fascinating conversation just with regards to her, uh, her career as a comedian and just how it is that she's been able to, to, to go along. And she did mention about how she does feel for the first time in 2019, she could answer the question differently that she feels as though if she was a man, she would have gone a lot further, but she sees herself as being a comedian first before seeing herself in the in perspective of gender. I just to correct myself, um, she was nominated for the 2018 DST Viewers Choice Award, Favorite Comedian Winner um, Award. Uh, she was also nominated for the 2017 Comics Choice. Uh, she has a show on Showmax called Tripping with Scrumba, which we're going to talk a bit about. She's been in, in past projects as an actress as well in Catching Feelings, uh, Blitz Patroli uh, with the Late Night News with Louisa Gola, and she, she's also on the, f- uh, she was also f- in the first African Netflix original series, Queen Sona which is going to be coming out. Celeste, load shedding is not going to kill us today. I'm telling you, it's not going to kill us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> no, it's okay. Yeah. Now, now, Celeste, uh, when it comes to the just the... Uh, with jokes and with comedians, there's always this uh, thin line around um, how you, you know, how you ensure that you have not copied somebody else's joke and so forth. What are the, the what's the etiquette around that? Because I know that's a huge thing in the comedy um, arena. Right, you know, if, yeah. if there's a big, if there's a, a really well-known act and they go and see a smaller act, you know, do their, their piece and then they suddenly, the person who's sitting there trying to break it is like, oh, that's my joke. Like, what yeah. is, what, what, what's the yeah. etiquette around that? Well, um, some comics write up and go, wow, are you still my joke? And other people say, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a, it's yeah. a very funny conversation. Sometimes when you inspect me at this yeah. stage, I, I love comedians because they're straightforward. So that was like, ah, that was my, you need to my work right there. Mm. But for, for me, I, I guess at some level, this was one of the things why I will avoid popular uh, subjects like the normal ones, the mm. ones that have been 
exhausted on social media, I find that people are not going to maybe laugh or maybe I'm not going to have that much input if it's something that has been discussed by millions and millions of people at length. Mm. You know, um, um, so I feel like mm, maybe people have lost, lost interest. And these days, the, 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 you know, the, the, the stories and, and, and whatever news that is out there gets exhausted in the last 10 minutes, mm. if you know what I mean. Sure. So um, in a way to avoid speaking about what other people are speaking about, um, then, then, then I talk about myself. There's that way, you know, I know when I talk about experiences of being a black woman, you have to be a black woman to, co- to copy my, my material because I'm talking about me and what I went through, you yes. know. I, I talk about me at fault, not being able to give birth. So it's like now you have to be in my position <laughs> and yes. in my situation to understand what does it mean to have no babies and at this stage and whatnot. But uh, I just, I love that whole thing of, I mean, it's, it's something that you can never run away from because sometimes there are similarities. You want mm. other countries, you listen to them, and you're like, oh my God, this doesn't live my life. Like, yeah. how can you my point of view or whatnot? And most especially um, with our people of color, black people, we always share the same stories. Kind of ex- yes. know, like We go to the same things. So there, there are those similarities. But when, when it's your work, you can tell it's your work. Yeah. When, it's, when it's similarities, just similarities also, you can tell know what you know great minds think like and yeah. that's it and and celeste how has social media changed uh the comedy industry as a whole because these days i mean when i go into my twitter feed sometimes i'm cracking up laughing i'm thinking there are a lot of you know people are funny south africans are funny on on twitter you know um yeah. but how yeah. has social media changed uh the business of comedy from a financial aspect and and so forth what would you say the biggest impact good or bad has been um in the comedy world well um the whole for some, uh, social media being able to make people uh, get popular in early hits with the videos and stuff, I think that helps. Mm. But then again, uh, comedy is a different beast, even, even with the whole of entertainment and, and stage people and TV people, it's still different, you know? Like mm. you can have a big show, you can be popular, but when you're on stage, you're as vulnerable as, as, the, as the first person you start doing it. Like mm. there's, no, there's no hiding. Uh, against the celebrity status or the popularity when you're on stage. You just need to be vulnerable mm-hmm. to really become the basic comedian that you can be. So I think with the, with the social media, most people will get the popularity, but then they will miss the fact that they still have to go on stage. Mm-hmm. You know, if Chris Rock still goes on stage to, to polish his work, <laughs> who are you? <laughs> you know, with, yeah. with your five million views only. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the only, my, my graduate is that Yes, it's a great platform now that you're going to put your word out there, your work out there, your name out there, but you still need to go on stage because mm. what you do on, 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 on screen is rehearsed. You do the cut, you edit. There's no such on stage. Yeah. There's five minutes. There you are. <laughs> no filter. <laughs> then it's different. Yeah, yeah. no. <laughs> and now let's talk a bit about uh, your Showmax original series, uh, Tripping with Scrumba. How did that come about, um, you know, conceptually? Did they approach you? Did you approach them? No, no, no. They approached me. It's mm-hmm. a Scrumba show. That's why it's called mm-hmm. Tripping with Scrumba. Mm-hmm. I'm one of the comics there yes. being interviewed. Yes. And, of course, uh, sharing my story and mm-hmm. where I come from. Um, and, of course, the show is tomorrow, I think. And Joe said, I hope that... If people are, uh, you've got the posters, please go and buy our tickets because yeah. uh, it's going to be an amazing show. It's seven comics <clears throat> and new comics because we had uh, 
new comedians, such as jazz that we, we we will listen to, and we like. Okay, we chose. I chose one from Devon. Mm. There's one from PE with CSA. There's one from different you know towns where we come from. Mm. That are going to represent. They're going to be performing on stage. So it's mm. going to be awesome. And now you're you're an actress as well. I mean, if I start reading yeah. everything that you have done, we'll be here until the load shedding is over. <laughs> so I guess um, you know when it. What was it? Was it uh, comedy first and then acting, or the other way around? And I ask that because you know how often you hear this: if a musician wants to start acting, people are like, "Oh my gosh, please just stick to your craft," or or vice versa. Oh. Is it the same with with comedy and acting, or is it almost seen as the same kind of thing? No, no, it's uh, literally, it was comedy first. Yes. But I had always known that I can do acting. I've always, I've acted in some of couple of cheap uh, movies and, you know, little productions there in Devon. But the whole point, uh, I've always been a comedian. And mm. um, acting came later. But then, for me, I think it became an extension of what I was doing on stage. Mm. You know, because when you tell stories, you change characters. Yes. Become so ascended. And that's a beautiful thing about comedy. That's why you find so many comedians. Kumba is great on radio. Some people will be great on writing. Some people will be great on, 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 on presenting. And um, some comedians are great on acting because mm. storytelling encompasses all of that. Yes. You, you can't tell a story without being able to, you know, portray that character or, or change that voice or have a different, for you to explain, because you must be colorful. Remember, you have a small amount of time to explain the story and mm-hmm. get into a punchline within three minutes. So it, knowing how to narrate a story with different voices, different textures, different characters, and make them colorful on stage, that's a monologue on its own. I didn't realize until I started acting, I'm like, oh, no wonder this good thing is boring me. I read it once and I understand it. <laughs> <laughs> Because there's no there's no cards when you're on mm. stage there. I, I you know, I spent two hours telling different stories back to back with not reciting to anyone or watching any auto cue or reading anywhere. I will know that my story starts here and it ends there mm. for the whole hour and a half or so, you know. Yes. And I believe that's a that's a great skill for us as comics. Definitely. And now, um, you know, we have a lot of South African comedians who are doing really well, as you know, internationally as well. Uh, is this, uh, yes. is this where you'd like to kind of take your comedy as well and yes, into an international? I'm very, Pardon? I'm very late. Yeah. I'm very late at this point. It's load shedding. <laughs> We're blaming it on load shedding. Don't worry. <laughs> so, um, it, it, it is not even the plan. It's a must. It's what I'm doing, which is why I'm, I'm doing the SN Festival this year in July. Oh, congratulations. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm mm. happy. One of the first things. Yeah. So I'm actually like I need to go out, and um, and I've decided to you know stop a bit with my tours and stuff because I need to make sure. Because with acting, it takes half of my time, so mm. it, then it, it gives you less time to do other stuff and to concentrate on where you want to go with comedy and all of that. But this year, I'm definitely giving myself enough time to go out there and and expand more than and beyond countrywide, you know, work. Celeste, let me, let me ask this question. When it comes to music, there was always a debate around does language affect you being able to go global? And obviously, you know, we, we know with music, that's not the case. Music is music. With comedy, uh, it might be a little bit more tricky, um, political context yeah. and, and language and all of that. Do you think uh, yeah. that affects how far people can go, the, the languages you deliver your comedy in? Well, yes and no, I will say. Mm-hmm. Now you saw on Netflix, there was a comedian of the world with, with comics from uh, Japan, France, mm-hmm. you know, 
it's not only us as Venek people, there's so many people who mm. have English as a second language. Mm. I think the whole point is, uh, do, you, do, you, do you narrate the story that is relevant to mm. the people that you're telling to? Mm. You know, the other year when I was in New York and I was performing at the LA factory, everyone was laughing at my accent. You know what I mean? Like, oh, don't change your accent. I'm like, oh, do I have an accent? <laughs> like, do I have an accent? <laughs> how I talk. But they could understand. They laughed. They, they had a great time. Yeah. And the, the whole accent thing, I think, and the English thing is exaggerated. We're going for a short mm. revolution. These young kids don't really care much about how much you pronounce what, what. Mm. As long as the, the whole, um, they understand what you're saying. Yeah. You know, you can relay your message. You can be able to deliver your material clearly and, and the punchlines are clear and people are laughing. That's the objective of the thing. Uh, how you how you pronounce your R's, you can be a closer man saying three. Okay. They won't get. <laughs> it's not a problem. They can tell it's not a number, it's a three. It's you know? <laughs> <laughs> Celeste, it's been lovely talking to you. Congratulations on your um, phenomenal career. And because I, I prophesied it at the beginning, you're going to be winning many awards. So you can call me. If there's money Yay! attached to the awards, please, we're sharing the money. Okay? <laughs> Yes, yes. Oh, please, maybe let's do something. Go there and judge me. <laughs> <laughs> Celeste and Tuli, thank you so much for spending time with us. She was our Friday profile.